in our initial stage of career development we all feel a bit unworthy we all feel that we might not be able to do the work which has been assigned to us and it really really feels so bad that you actually want to change your career path or maybe sometimes you would feel that you just want to leave that job because you are not good enough for that job Hello everyone this is Aditya Mehta your host at the podcast on personality development coming back with the new season the career stream where i'm going to bring the career experts from all around the world so that we can learn some valuable skills to set our course to the best career possible so make sure to hit that follow button so that you don't miss out any episode thank you so much for listening i'm glad you're here Hello everyone this is Aditya Mehta and you are listening to the podcast on personality development I have this amazing guest today to talk about it she is a leadership coach and she is very much passionate about developing soft skills and she is a double getter with a master's degree in international business and a bachelor's degree in business administration from the University of Florida please allow me to welcome Elena Pestori hey elena what's up i'm so glad you are here today hi yeah thanks for that great introduction i'm excited to be talking with you too well uh, i'm pretty excited as well and there are a lot of questions which i have on the topic and uh, also i'll be asking some of your questions like you know like how did you got into this you know like you you have done wonderful degree programs that is an in international business and in business administration and then uh, you know you have your career developed as a coach and many more things but the first thing what was your motivation towards going on towards becoming a coach of the students who wants to develop their soft skills and their leadership as well mm-hmm. awesome great question so i never really knew what i wanted to be when i grew up you know even as a kid when you might say an astronaut or you know something crazy i never really knew and it took me a while to really realize how many options there truly are because even when you're a kid you think okay teacher doctor lawyer you don't really realize how many more layers there are within all of these kind of broader categories um and i always loved helping people help develop people personally you know as people and i didn't think that there could be a job that really did that and it was around my senior year of college that i you know realized consulting was a thing and then i learned more about coaching from you know starting to learn about consulting and that's when i realized okay this is for me this is exactly what i've been doing in college you know mentoring helping you know younger students and this is something that i really can do as a job so that's what opened my eyes to the possibility wonderful adding values in people's life is itself a great thing and a great job to do to be very honest and uh, 
you won't believe it the reason of this podcast existence is also the same thing that it can add value uh-huh. in people's life as well uh wonderful uh motivation by the way elena but uh what i gave i am pretty sure that it was just a trailer of you uh if you could give a detailed introduction about yourself like what you do and what are the services and the coaching which you provide uh to the listeners yeah so you just heard about how i got started i um i was born and raised in rhode island which is near new york for those of you um that might not be familiar with rhode island is the smallest state in the us So it's near New York and I went to Florida for college which is on the other side of the country on the you know right. southern and again that's where I found the passion for what I do now and basically the way that I stepped into starting my own business doing this was because I couldn't find a job right out of college that hired young people to do what I wanted to do so typically you had to either be mid to senior level it was the job postings that i found they said at the senior level or you had to start in another type of role before you could move into a learning and development or you know training talent management type of role mm-hmm. so i said well i feel pretty confident that i can do this now you know not that i didn't want to pay my dues or do what i had to do to work up in a company but i said i don't want to take a job doing something that i know i don't love as much as this Right. And that's basically how I got started. So I have always been really passionate about um helping people define and uh utilize their strengths and I use the strength finder tool. I don't know if you've heard of that strength finder assessment, Clifton strengths assessment um to help clients understand their strengths. Mm-hmm. And I do that through either leadership coaching, so where I work with a team on how to harness each other's strengths for team dynamics or i work with people on an individual basis for career coaching and you know really honing that individual person's career path and how they want to apply the skills they've gained and then project that towards a specific career that's really really wonderful i am totally speechless about what you do and what you have <laughs> been doing uh it's it's really important to know that you know harnessing strength in a team is so important okay that mm-hmm. and when i say that it directly relates to the topic as well because sometimes okay when when you are harnessing the strength of the team you know which job needs to be done by which person okay like it's always that way right i mean if there is one thing which an individual can't do you you shouldn't be you know giving that job to him or maybe first train him and then make sure uh, to you know actually give him that job but not before the training and i think du- during this time of period you know when a young people when when young people go into their first job and uh, they they find themselves a bit unworthy you know because they don't know certain things they don't know the terminologies which they use in the corporates and uh, 
all of a sudden they are in a new world right now and suddenly you know all the pressure they have like you know you have to do this you have to do that you have to do this and sometimes you get a scolding from your boss that why this is not done yet right and all these things does just jumbles up in a person's mind and he feels oh my god i'm i'm not able to do it okay i'm not able to do it i think i should be quitting this job i should try something else i should try you know something something different in life i'm not able to do this and this unworthiness you know becomes loss of confidence in the long run and people end up transitioning their career rather than you know staying on the path which they once loved but currently they are feeling unworthy in that very path right so what are your thoughts alina when you know if a person is feeling unworthy right now let's say listening to this conversation on spotify or apple or itunes okay what would you like to say to that person <clears throat> Yeah, I think that we all do feel that sense of unworthiness or not good enough in a lot of different ways. And there's a lot of different ways that this imposter syndrome can surface itself. So, you know, in college I held different leadership roles in different student clubs and organizations and things like that. And I never really felt that, you know, unworthiness or like i wasn't good enough which i'm thankful to say that i i didn't really feel like that and i think it's probably because most of the positions that i held were elected so people had to elect me and i had to run against other people so that makes you feel good you know like yeah. oh they picked me yeah um but when i started my own business was when i i started to really feel the imposter syndrome and i didn't really know what that was at first So I think there's probably a lot of people out there whether they're starting their own business or even, you know, a side hustler or something new or whether like you said they are in an existing job where they're being tasked with something they think they can't accomplish. I think the first step is to realize that you are feeling unworthy and that you're feeling like an imposter, if you will. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we feel this negativity but we don't we don't know how to put a name to it or to identify this is what this is right so i think most of us at some point do go through it but just don't realize and so think about okay is there any part of my life where i do feel unworthy and it could even be in a relationship you know a personal relationship family right. you know anything and at least the thing that personally helps me is what would i tell my friend or a fellow coworker or colleague if they had if they came to me with the same concern i would probably and i've been doing this a lot with myself lately you know why do i feel like i'm you know being down on myself about something or not giving myself enough credit for something right or say oh i could have done better but then i think well if my friend came to me and told me they were feeling the same way i would say hey you know just because you could have done better doesn't mean what you're already doing and what you're already capable isn't great already mm. so i guess first to recognize that you are feeling this unworthiness or imposter syndrome and then to realize okay what are you doing good already and how can you use what you're doing good to help compensate or to help build more confidence in the area where you don't feel you're worthy right So those are kind of my initial initial thoughts. 
Wonderful. I mean, uh, it, it really helps out a lot of people and it helped out me as well during my initial days of uh, career where, you know, you, you have to think about what good you are bringing into the corporate office or maybe it can be your business in itself. And you have to think about the good things which you are doing and what values with those good things you are incorporating within the corporate office. And I think that itself makes a big difference in your own confidence. And uh, that's, that's wonderfully explained, Elena. I really, really appreciate that answer. However, mm-hmm. most of the times, okay, like, you know, there, there are bosses of ours, okay, like reporting managers and, uh, you know, the person who are giving us tasks, and many more things, you know, and mm-hmm. when they come to you, uh, they give you a specific task. And after giving that specific task, they are not uh, able to give enough time to you as a as a trainee or as a trainer. I mean, they, they have to give enough time to a trainee because even they should know, like, you know, he's the person is new and he might need mm-hmm. some assistance with uh, you know what I have asked him to do and it is during those times you know when when a trainee is not able to understand the terminologies because he's new to the organization and Mm -hmm. he's not able to you know get the time of the people who are already into the organization and who know a lot more stuff about uh, you know the company and the organization and the terminologies which they have been using. Mm-hmm. What would you like to say to the leaders and the co-workers okay, who are seeing that a person is not able to perform well due to some reasons or maybe he's feeling unworthy? So what can you suggest to those people so that you know they can be a good help for that person? Mm. Yeah, I think a lot of times the first conclusion that people jump to is that this trainee or this employee is not competent or was the wrong person to hire or something like that because they may not have gone out of their way to ask their manager or their boss or their trainer or whoever that person is. But the, you know, the big thing that managers have an opportunity to do is not just be a manager, but be a leader. And really understanding the difference between a manager and a leader. And a leader is a person that supports and makes sure that their people have the tools to succeed, feel safe to come to them if they have a question and things like that. And what I've personally found is that even if you do go out of your way to make sure that this person feels supported and you say, you know, ask questions if you have them and you do everything you can to make them feel comfortable to reach out to you, sometimes you still have to reach out to them because they're the one that's new and they still feel, you know, uncomfortable by the thought of asking for help and saying, I can't do this by myself. Hmm. So even when you think you're doing everything by offering, um, offering support, offering comfort, going a step beyond that as the manager or the boss and saying, you know, 
how are you doing with this? How is this going along? What's something I can do to help? Or how can I set you up to be successful? And just getting more specific and tangible um, and kind of putting yourself in the situation with them because they might not feel comfortable to ask you themselves. Right. That is so wonderfully explained. I mean, I, I think that is the case with most of the people who are of reserved nature that they are not able to open up directly, you know, open up to, mm-hmm. you know, ask questions directly. And you explained it pretty well that when a person is of reserved character, uh, reserved nature, they might not be comfortable to ask questions. And sometimes I feel mm-hmm. there are employees who feel this way that if they ask too many questions, the other person or the people right. with whom they are asking, they'll feel that I am dumb or maybe right. I'm not competent, right? right? And these are right. the things which, you know, you know, sometimes, you know, they they just get on your mind and say, you know what, don't ask questions. Try to figure out yourself. And, mm-hmm. but, but the problem is it just, you know, delaying the work which needs to be done on time. And ultimately, mm-hmm. you are proven to be incompetent rather than, mm-hmm. you know, if you would have asked questions, you could have achieved more, uh, you know, competency during that point of time. So my question over mm-hmm. here is that since uh, you are a soft skill developer as well, I mean, what kind of tips or tricks can you give to to the people who are kind of reserved you know and they are not very good at opening up straight away and you know they they cannot ask questions on a particular time what tips or tricks which you would like to give to them Hmm. I would say find a method of communication that does feel comfortable to you so if you're not the type of person that would you know walk right up to your boss's desk Um, or, you know, I guess during the times of COVID and things still being online a lot, you might not ask your boss to talk on a meeting or face to face, but you might feel more comfortable by sending a a quick chat or sending an email. Um, So determine a method of communication that feels comfortable to you. And there are so many methods of communication nowadays. And, you know, I think a lot of times people think it's a it's a big deal if they have a question about something or if they, you know, are falling behind maybe in their training or something like that. And I think, you know, I don't want to say don't make a big deal out of it, but don't create a bigger problem or don't turn it into a problem. Right. I guess coming at it more casually or especially coming at it more proactively before it really becomes an issue. So if you already feel like you're starting to experience difficulty or challenges getting started, don't wait until you actually fall behind or it actually becomes an issue from the beginning when you start to feel like, oh, I think I'm going to need some help. I don't think I can do this by myself or figure it out on my own. That's the point where you should reach out so that, you know, again, you're not in too deep or in too much trouble and they can they can help you. So communication is definitely a challenge, even if you do find your method of communication that's comfortable to you. It doesn't mean that it still won't be in some way uncomfortable to approach this person, but it's really important to 
learn how to be okay with the discomfort in having somewhat challenging conversations with people at work because it's it just is it's just the nature of the situation it's uncomfortable mm. when you're bringing up a challenge but it's something that we all have to deal with and especially when any challenge or conflict arises you're going to have to confront it at some point so it's definitely a skill that you know you will have to develop so right. it's better to just do it before it gets to be anything really challenging right that is very nicely explained so you know if you do it today or tomorrow tomorrow it's going to be worse so it's better to you know mm-hmm. point it out today and get it solved today itself and that's that's a really really great uh, explanation mm-hmm. lena i really really appreciate of what you are saying right now and i really really appreciate you adding this amazing value to this show and to its mm-hmm. listeners as well so wonderfully explained elena we are almost uh, you know now at the verge of ending this wonderful conversation which we are having uh before going to you know end this i would like to ask this question to you and this question is a common question to all the guests who comes mm-hmm. on this show and that is this way that if audiences or the listeners who wants to get connected with you okay and you know if they might have any questions in their mind and if they want to get in touch with you how they can do that of course so linkedin and email are the two best ways so my email is elena@elenapastory.com and my linkedin is slash elena pastory this is pretty easy and then my website is elenapastory.com and i do have an instagram as well which is Elena Torre coaching and I will give you all of those links to share. Wonderful. Uh, so audience you don't need to worry about it. You don't even need to memorize it because what I'm going to do is put it in the description. You can just check it out. Just click on the link so you are just a click away from Elena. So make sure to give her a follow on LinkedIn as well as on Instagram and I'm very much sure that it's worth it and you can ask questions to her okay it's completely fine am, am i right alina I, i i i hope i'm not going too far anyway so no, of course <laughs> okay so with that being said uh, thank you alina uh, any any last words which you would like to say on the show to the audience yeah i would say quickly that i think a lot of this you know unworthiness or imposter syndrome really is derived from some type of fear and i've learned a lot about fear recently from my coach and he always says fear is just a thought and thoughts can be changed so again realize or understand this unworthiness that you're feeling and then leverage your positive strengths and the things that you're good at to help build more confidence around doing that new thing well Wow, huge shout out to your coach Alina. Uh, that was yeah. really really great. So, with that being said, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I am pretty sure uh, if you love it and it, if you feel that it adds value in your life, then make sure to share it with your loved ones as well because they deserve to know, right? So, with that being said, thank you so much again. 
This is Aditya Mehta along with Elena Pistori signing off from this episode. See you in the next one. Till then, peace out.